Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer Cahill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. I am Jennifer Cahill, and it is such an honor and a privilege to have been here with you for the last two years as we've explored with thought leaders and authors and entrepreneurs from around the world what it takes to bring consciousness to everything we do, whether it's a relationship, a business partnership, or just spending time with the ones we love. What would it look like if we could have more conversations for consciousness? Today, I have two very special guests who are, quite frankly, soul sisters to me. (laughs) You got to appreciate life's little miracles and how the universe puts people in your path. And you just know the moment that you meet them, they are meant to make a profound and lasting difference in your life. And for me, that is these two ladies who are here with us today on the show, Amy Levin and Amanda Sanders. They are both just incredible human beings. First, let's just start with that, (laughs) who also have many accomplishments under their belt. Uh, Before they connected, Amanda was a 10-time entrepreneur. She has consulted with some of the top organizations in the world, I believe even exited one of her companies. And Amy started off as an open-heart nurse and even went on to help build and develop some surgery centers in Indiana, becoming number one in the state. And then they met and fell in love. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't mean it that way. I just mean pretty much. (laughs) In 2018, they connected and they formed Authentic CEO. And what a great title. Anytime I talk about you two, and I always mention Authentic CEO, the first follow-up comment is, what a great name for a company. Why, yes, it is, ladies. (laughs) So I thought it would be so much fun today to dive into our topic of consciousness, though with a very specific lens exploring consciousness from an entrepreneurial standpoint. In some cases, we might be the CEO of our own life, of our family, or we might be the CEO of a startup or an organization, though we all have this capacity to be the leaders that we are in the world in whatever capacity that looks like. So perhaps, Amy, if you could start by sharing where it was that you and Amanda birthed the idea of Authentic CEO, and then we can talk a little bit about why consciousness plays such an integral role to success and happiness in business and in life. Wonderful. Thank you, Jennifer, for all the kind words. Uh, Yeah, um, I got to meet my other soul sister here, Amanda. Um, We actually had the same meditation uh, prior to meeting each other. And we both heard bring consciousness into corporations. Now, on some level, this made sense to Amanda because she has that background. For me, it did not. Um, I live in a space at that time, still today and at that time where it was, if that's the path, bring me the people. And three weeks later, I met Amanda in a mastermind and we were in the same small group together. And within the first meeting, people couldn't keep us apart. And we started talking and realized we had this shared vision. And that's where it started. So not from an ego level, we can say that, right? When you are in meditation and you are in a theta state, information that comes through, we both recognize that that is something more from the quantum field, the collective consciousness, something greater than ourselves. And we we trust that information. Beautiful. Amanda, would you like to share your side of the love story? (laughs) 
Yeah, it was, um, it really was just as magical as Amy describes, um, you know, it, being given this information. I, th- I thought I knew my my purpose. I had been in software for a couple of decades and and I was really good at it. Um, and I, I thought that's, that is your purpose. If you, if something is easy and you're really good at it and the world rewards you for it, like that must be your purpose, right? It, it sounded like it. Um, but I did this, this, uh, guided meditation this day on finding your purpose. Um, even though I thought, well, that's useless, but it'd still be a fun exercise. And it was just so clear, like you need to bring consciousness into corporations. The reason why you've studied quantum physics since college, just because you were interested. And the reason why you've studied all these things, it's because you can bring them into the business world. And I had never seen that connection. I knew I was very drawn to do all these, these things. I called them after school projects, (laughs) but you know, you do them for 20 years and you start to think, well, are they just hobbies? But I mean, who's crazy enough to have a hobby of quantum physics and and, and neuroscience as, as a non-scientist, right? Um, I'm just an engineer. So um, it, it was very, it was very interesting to be in this mastermind and to realize, because I didn't say, bring me the people. I was used to being an entrepreneur and founding things, but I had no idea what this meant. Usually when you found a company, you know what you're building. What did it mean to bring consciousness into corporations? I I knew the underpinnings, but I didn't know what that, what does that mean I do on a daily basis? What is, if I created a webpage, what would the webpage say? I don't know, right? So it all boiled down to um, realizing one day that if there was only one thing I could accomplish in this life, right? If, if we were at end of days and everybody was up, you know, saying, this was Amanda, like, what would, what would I want them to say? And the one thing that I thought that would be an accomplishment was if I could truly be authentic. If everybody said she was just the pure definition of authenticity Mm -hmm. and what does that mean? And how does that relate to consciousness? And so that's really where this idea started. And, and like Amy said, then a few weeks later, we met in the mastermind and um, you can't make up the details that we had in common of the shared vision that we had of this retreat center had some very specific details and things that we were able to compare and contrast. So the rest is history. We we left all of our other ventures behind and we started Authentic CEO. Mm, so beautiful. So Amy, tell us, what is Authentic CEO? How do you begin to bring consciousness to the workplace, to the corporate world? I think for um, most of the people we work with, if you want to go into the woo-woo, they aren't there. And in fact, they don't even meditate often, uh, which, is, which is fine. Uh, we start with quantum physics and brainwaves. We start to feed their logical brain um, almost like this, the, you know, you've had too much to eat at Thanksgiving. You just want to take that nap, right? The, the brain says, okay, okay. I've had enough. I've had enough. And what we find then, we put them in small groups. We put CEOs, and it can be entrepreneurs, CEOs from public companies, from a wide spectrum into these small groups, or we do with teams as well. They're teams. And they end up having an experience. And we know we can feed people information, 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 but it doesn't lead to transformation. You know, a lot of us have gone to weekend courses and it's like, oh my gosh, you're so excited to take all this information back. 
and then it just stays there. So we realize that the information that we give is really, it doesn't matter if you understand it. Hmm. We are trying to get to this part of the brain. There's 499 billion bits that we don't, that we could use, but we don't because the logical brain process is very small, like 60 to 120 bits. We're trying to get that to take a nap. So we can have an experience to find out we are more than this physical body, more than our feelings, more than our thoughts. And they do, they have experiences very quickly. And it can just be something as simple as synchronicity. Mm. You know, that they're like, um, this investor came out of nowhere. I, I, they're in a, they are exactly what I was looking for, but I wasn't looking anymore. Those things, or they just feel better just feeling better when the rest of the world might be um, looking, appearing that things aren't going well, but they say, but I felt okay. Those kind of experiences start to build on each other where they realize the logical brain that we have put a lot of weight on. Um, it isn't, isn't quite, you know, that smart <laughs> and that our personalities that we have adapted and adopted and those roles have kept us limited. And so Amanda can, I'm sure, speak more to the, the roles um, that really keep us small. Mm, please, Amanda, I would love to hear that. And thank you. Yeah. And one of the examples we use, just if this, if this idea isn't totally grounded, you know, um, in you yet is, do you, if you can remember back to a time when you didn't really know what the concept of love was, Technically you did because you probably felt parental love in that, but this, this concept of like a, a romantic love was something that, you know, maybe in your teenage years, you started thinking like, how do you, how do I know if I'm in love? Right. And you, you asked some friends, you maybe, you know, read some books, you did something and people said things that were pointers, right? They said concepts. They said, well, love is like when you can't stop thinking about someone love is when you'd, um, uh, prioritize somebody over yourself or love is when two people are holding hands or love is a heart. It, it didn't matter what they said and whether it's true or not, the best they could do was to give you pointers, to give you concepts about love. Right. And you never felt comfortable with the answer. So you kept asking because you can't answer. Love is non-conceptual. It's an experience, right? You can't define something that's non-conceptual with a concept. So you could have asked a million people and you could have spent years reading books and you would have never felt like you understood what love was until you fell in love. Mm -hmm. And then in that moment you go, Oh, that's what everybody was. I get it now. Now all the concepts make sense because you've had the experience, but none of the concepts will ever truly point you to where you feel like, yeah, I got it until you have the experience when you're dealing with something non-conceptual. And that's really the space of consciousness, right? Consciousness in this greater realm. And as we apply it to business, people say all the time, but what do you do? What do you do? Like, what do you actually do, right? If I work with you, like, what are we going to do? And it's the same thing as love. I can tell you all these pointers, but it's really exactly like Amy said, it's the experience. What we actually do is have you start to live 
in the non-conceptual world where you create experiences that are very different than what we can describe with basic concepts. Although we have pointers that <laughs> never make a whole lot of sense until you, you're there, right? Until you have um, had your first round of investors just show up, right? We have a CEO now who is so comfortable with these practices that when he needs something to happen, he goes surfing. He, he doesn't work, right? Because he knows that if I set the intention, if I can work with the unified field, if I can, you know, do these sorts of things, which I can do best in the ocean, because that's his happy place, then that's actually way more powerful than being on the phone and dialing for dollars and trying to arrange things in a traditional business sense of like, I need to get, you know, meetings with investors, I need to do a dog and pony show, you know, I need to do these sorts of things. And sure enough, when he comes back from the end of his hour surfing, there's an email, a voicemail, a whatever of the perfect person who's introducing him to someone, right? So these sort of ideas that seem really out there, they only seem out there because you haven't had the experience yet and there's no concept that can describe it. So a lot of our work is just figuring out what are these concepts? What are these rules of the game that are preventing you from also living all of these non-conceptual experiences. Because if we believe that we can't, you know, be over here, right? If you believed love didn't exist in the love example, right? Nope, doesn't exist. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what examples you give me. You would actually prevent yourself from ever having the experience of love, right? Um, love exists either way, but you would never be able to dip your toe into that water. And so that's a lot of what we go after first. What, what is all of this set of stories, beliefs, identities, labels, you know, what's going on with you that's keeping your box this small? And you've achieved a lot. Usually if you're working with us, right, you either have really big dreams and you're, you're new out as an entrepreneur, or you've achieved a ton in your career and, and you're, you know, you're leading something important here. Um, and, and either way, to, to look at the fact that that's still small compared to what you can do. And let's look at what's keeping you small and how you can just be enormously bigger with your impact, with your success, with your health, with your happiness, with your wellness. It's all one thing from the space in which we work. Uh, I just had a really deep thought as you shared that, Amanda. I really resonate, of course, with the principles that you two have built the authentic CEO business around it is so profound that it's when we surrender and let go that of the attachments as the gentleman you mentioned, who's a client who surfs, that we actually experience miracles and magic and flow states. And there was, there was an interesting thought as a, as you, as you were wrapping up what you just said that occurred to me, there are two forms of resistance. There is resisting receiving what you want. Like for example, the gentleman was surfing. There is a part of you that wants more than anything else to go out there and grab those clients and smile and dial and do all that stuff. And yet that's not going to get you there. And then on the other hand, there's a resistance to owning our power. There's a resistance to the capacity that we have to be the incredible superhero human, human beings that we are. And so the question then becomes, 
which resistance do you choose? Do you choose the resistance that is going to be like riding a wave and the longest, most beautiful wave you've ever ridden in the exact direction you want as the wind is blowing in your hair? Or do you want the resistance that's going to be like constantly paddling against waves that are pounding you? And I think that's kind of the space that you play in. And I love the metaphor that you shared of love, because it is something that until you've experienced it, you might look at somebody, you might see someone in the news or have a friend, you might point and say, that person, they they just, they have a horseshoe. They, they have something special. What is it? Why can't I have that? And the secret, I think that you and Amy are onto Amanda is that we all have that horseshoe. We just don't know where to look for it. That is so well said. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. that came from. <laughs> yeah, the resistance. We got to get in the get in the flow. Get in the flow. We talk about the flow a lot, <laughs> and, and people start. People already, I think, know when they're not in the flow, but they they don't know how to get back in the flow. Mm. And so, part of that is brain waves. We talk a lot about brain waves and, and understanding. Uh, what brainwaves you can tap into. We have a lot of technology today that allows us to do that, um, to get it and how to get out of our own space. Amanda pointed out perfectly about love. And she said, and if you didn't believe in love, unfortunately, people take their past mm-hmm. and bring it into today. And so if they had a past that love didn't exist, that they didn't see in their childhood, they bring that pattern into today. If they had a past where money wasn't available, they bring it into today. And so realizing that our brains start to create these neural pathways that then set up our reality is, is really valuable to say, wait, so I don't have to, I can choose not to believe that, right? It's all, it's all a choice. Yeah, you, you hit on such a brilliant point, and it's been coming up with a lot of the doctors that I've been having on the show lately about the concept of neuroplasticity. Yes, a lot of times our past can dictate our future until we go back and kind of clean that up to create a blank slate in order to create a beautiful whatever it is we want from this canvas that we've cleared for ourselves. And when we're going through this experience, sometimes we uh, do go through opportunities where we fall back in old patterns and our neuroplasticity, what science is now discovering, quantum physics is telling us is that even though you might have these ingrained neuropathways, your brain is capable of creating new neuropathways at all ages now. And it's not just something up until the age of seven years old. So Amanda, maybe you could talk for a moment a little bit about the brain science that you and Amy get into and uh, share a little bit about how we can get out of those times we're stuck, just like Amy mentioned so beautifully. You know, sometimes we hit the flow state and it's like, wee, it's the best thing ever. And then you fall out of flow and you're like, get me back, get me back. How do we get back to flow? <laughs> we like to anchor a lot of um, a lot of the concepts that we talk about from the perspective of the brain. Not that it's all about the brain, the brain waves and the state that you're in and the frequency you're at is one element of everything that's going on with you. But because it's one element, it's way easier to understand, even though, you know, brain science, every neuroscientist will tell you there is more unknown than is known about brain science, right? So even though it's a field that isn't completely, you know, understood what we do know is so indicative of what's going on, right? So if people say, well, why do you meditate? Well, one set of answers is always, well, it's good for health and well-being and, and this and that, and it clears the mind and, and all of these things. But also, 
because we deal mainly with, with business people who want that, you know, I want you to really anchor it more than just some health and well-being studies, right? Like what's something where if I could put it on a number line, right? Like this, this would help me uh, really understand. And brain waves do that for us because did you know that you meditate to get into a theta brainwave state? That's yeah. really what we're doing, right? It's that theta brainwave state that is helping our body. It's helping the fight or flight go away. It's helping us to get into rest and relaxation. It, it triggers all sorts of things in the body and in the mind and in our ability to connect to the amount of information that's available to us, right? So from the world of human potential, right? If you just look at yourself, like what's my human potential? I'm here as a human, right? Um, I think I went to school to gain some extra potential, or at least that's what they told me, right? If I learn some stuff, I'll have more potential. That's debatable, but we won't go there today since that's not today's show. Um, you know, so we do all these things. We take these courses, we, we work with these advisors and stuff so that we, we have a greater potential. Our business has a greater potential. Our idea has a greater potential to make an impact, right? If you anchored potential, what would you really anchor it in? Well, one of the ways, it's not the only way, but one of the ways is to understand the brainwave science. So you talk about the flow state. The flow state is actually measurable on the brainwave spectrum. It is right there at the border between alpha and theta. So if you knew that, you would be like, oh, right? Oh, now it makes sense. I, I come from software engineering world, right? Every software engineer I know on the planet loves a whiteboard. Why do we stand up at whiteboards and have to, when we're designing, we have to, we're compelled to draw and write all the time. Even if we're trying to just figure something out in our head, there's a, there's a writing, there's a scribbling that's going on. And usually the bigger, the better. Well, if you understand that about the body, you know that anytime you're doing something that's keeping the physical body busy, but busy in a way that you don't have to pay attention, right? We're not like doing something with fine motor skills where like, I gotta like really pay attention. Writing on the whiteboard is basically a standing meditation for an engineer. It's why they love whiteboards and they do it long enough. And what happens is that they start to go from beta, which is that thinking mind, right? Mm -hmm. Two plus two is four. That's your beta into alpha, which is that autopilot, right? Like when you're driving that car and you don't realize where you're at, <laughs> you're like, whoa, wait, how did I get here? Like, I know I'm on my way home, but I don't even remember the last five minutes, right? You were in alpha, you were in autopilot, right? The next stage down is theta, the meditative state. And, and that border between that autopilot and that meditative is the flow state. They've measured it in athletes, right? Runners, after you run a certain number of miles, you're just in that flow state where it feels infinite and everything is easy and effortless. Engineers, it's after a certain amount of time at the whiteboard, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who have a story about only being able to get there at one or two in the morning, which is why they work themselves to death, because basically they get themselves so tired that the beta brain, which is a higher frequency, can't operate, is too tired, right? And you start to get all a little bit loopy. That's like the alpha. You get daydreamy, even though you didn't want to, because you, you thought you needed to focus and you get tired enough, it it takes you down into that border between alpha and theta, the flow state. And finally, you've gotten yourself so tired, 
that that idea comes to you or that proposal you were writing becomes effortless in that moment. But if you understood, oh, all I'm doing, all of all that everybody, you know, the athletes and the, you know, whoever has their own ways of accidentally getting there, all we're really doing is trying to get to this one point of a brainwave frequency. Oh, there's lots of tools out there that can get us there like this. We work with an audio technology that within 10 minutes can get you there. Um, And so once you understand that you can ground it and you understand all the other points on the brain number line, if we called it that, you would go, oh, here's where inspiration happens. It happens at this brainwave frequency. It's not that I just have to wonder and wait when inspiration happens. I can, I can go there myself, right? Here's where focus happens. Here's where great amount of math brilliance happens. Here's where creativity happens. Here's where sleep happens, right? Here's, and once you understand that, then you're able to get yourself there and use those tools very purposefully throughout the day. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful. When you talk about flow state, I think of the movie Soul. Did you guys ever see that last year? Was not. that the animated one? It yes. was, but I have not seen it. Oh my gosh. Yes. The whole movie is about like, he goes to the other side, he passes away. And then you see on the other side, these souls who go into a flow state and they're kind of in both worlds at once, like in the in-between and the here and now. My favorite place to be. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. I'm like, what is this business about being like right here, only in the present? It's amazing when you're in flow it's like constantly riding wave with the air in your hair and it's magical. And I remember, it's funny you bring up the thing about lack of sleep, Amanda. I never thought of that before. When I wrote my first book, I couldn't finish the book. There was something that was missing. And I was coming back from South Africa. And for anybody who's ever done that flight, South Africa to LA is 26 hours. And I had been up 19 hours. And I remember sitting in the lounge in Dubai. And all of a sudden, I am so tired. I can't see straight. And boom, it all just kind of came out. And you're almost channeling something else. Yeah. You know, yep. the other the other way to get into flow really easy, but we are told um, at some point we have to stop is play. Right? Yes. It, it, we are told as children to sit still, to think, and we're really not thinking. Um, we're just learning to repeat the same thing over and over again uh, and to, to work, to stop playing. And actually, our greatest creativity and capacity is when we play and when we get into that curiosity and wonder. Things just start to pop in, even if they don't make sense. It doesn't matter. And that's where the true genius and solutions come from. I want to backtrack there for a moment, Amy, because you hit on something so deep and that I love. And a lot of people we don't think about because we don't wonder about it. Tell me from your perspective, Amy, what is wonder and why is wonder so imperative in our success and happiness and fruitfulness in life? Oh, I love love wonder. So wonder (laughs) wonder to me is if somebody celebrated Christmas or or they knew they had a birthday coming and they could see the gifts wrapped up, but didn't want to open them up because they were just curious about what was inside because it could be anything. It could be anything. And in that place, you started imagining, right? Could it be a toy? Was it a shirt? Was it in that wonder space all of these different ideas. Could it be a Barbie? Could it be a racetrack in a little tiny, you know, it could it be a Jedi sword, it, it, a lightsaber. It could be 
anything. And that's what wonder just brings in this, this higher vibration, right? You feel lighter. And from that, all these different ideas start popping in your head. And you're not thinking, you are kind of, it feels like you're thinking them, but you're not because you're in a completely different space of curiosity where all of a sudden something might pop in of, uh, I never thought that it would be a candle as a kid. Why would somebody give me a candle? Oh my God. Right? Like (laughs) nobody can, no kid wants a candle. That, that, that state of wonder is bringing in ideas that normally you wouldn't think of. And so, and it's just a fun place to be. It's just, it's lighter on our our body. It's healthier, right? We connect to people. You know, when somebody feels bad, you know, when they're in a state of laughter or, or, or wonder, right? Because each person we meet, if we have met them over and over and over again, and we come and believe they are the same person day after day, we have locked out who they truly are because we don't have wonder about them. So funny, Amy, I'm so glad we're talking about this. You reminded me of one of my favorite moments of 2020. My husband and I were at the beach in the UK and I'd just been told by a friend who had heard a thought leader and forgive me, I'm drawing a blank. You might know the exercise and think of her name. I know it was a she who had just done this exercise. And the exercise was instead of coming up with a hundred reasons why something can't work. Why can't we find an investor? Why can't I find my soulmate? Yada, 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 on and on and on. Your only goal is to play the wonder game where you have a conversation with a friend or a trusted listener or a participant who wants to actively play with you. And you wonder about a hundred ways that something could happen. And so we were just playing a fun game. I remember we're sitting there and we're in, you know, Hearn Bay in the UK and we're sitting and we're like, I wonder, you know, let's say if we wanted a million dollars, where could we find it? Well, I have an idea. What if we were wandering down the beach, not wondering, wandering. (laughs) What if we were wandering down the beach and then on the beach was a bottle, a Coca-Cola bottle that happened to have a map to hidden treasure that was right there hidden under the local grocery store. And as you start to do this, you're really literally rewiring your brain to focus those 60 to 120 bits of information to validate what it is you're wondering about rather than validating all the reasons it won't work, right? Yeah, I love that. I don't know that exercise. So if you find it, um, although I love playing that kind of a game, I think I just flipped you off. I am so sorry. <laughs> I love you too, Amy. <laughs> I never realized that. Well, there's the LTFU. I wonder if that was the most loving thing you could have done in that moment. <laughs> that was my candle. That was my birthday candle. Thank you for that. That was my birthday candle. <laughs> you just got you got to love. And, and thank you yeah. so much. That's why we all connected in such a deep, profound way is that our spirits just all want to play like kids in a sandbox. We're like, Wee! let's throw up more sparkle and sand and, you know, help everyone in the world have the amount of fun that we're all having together. So I just love you ladies with all my heart. And I would love it if um, either one of you could share, maybe Amanda, if you could share where to connect with you guys, if somebody wants to find out more about working with you at Authentic CEO and give us the website, I think it's AuthenticCEO.com. Com, but I think I'm getting the dot com wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's even more simple than that. It's authentic.ceo. Ah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, there is a dot CEO DLD out there for anybody who's like, oh, I didn't know there was. So um, yes, authentic.ceo is our website. You can email us directly. We're very open. Um, 
authentic at authentic.ceo. You get both Amy and I, if you email us there. Um, and then you can find us around on, on social media if you like, but you know, let's get up close and personal. We have um, office hours every week um, that's open to the public. You can ask any questions and do anything. So just email us or come to our website and, um, and we'll bring you into the fold. Amazing. And they really do mean it, guys. They have sent me some incredible introductions and vice versa. We've just been kind of sharing a lot of our resources. And every time I introduce somebody to Amy Ormond or both, they just say, wow, (laughs) those ladies just made my life better. And just by knowing them. And that's how I feel. Honestly, I feel that my life is enhanced by the knowing of you and having you both in my lives. And I wish that for anybody who wants it, I wish that poof, we could share like magic fairy dust your spirit, your energy, your warmth and grace, and the wisdom that you both all have to share with the whole world. So I'm just deeply humbled and grateful that you chose to join us today on Conversations for Consciousness. Thank you so much for this opportunity to just, if if even one person who's listening is is thinking, okay, maybe today's the day that, you know, I, I drop this old stressed out efforting way of doing things. And I consider, and I wonder, and I have the wonder of whether there is, you know, a different way to do it that that has more ease and flow and, and a byproduct is, is health and success, then, then today's a great day. And creating, as you just said, this, this um, collaboration that we have in beauty, it can be done with teams, right? It doesn't have to just be outside of work. It can, and some teams have that. But it can be where you look, you wonder about your teammate and you see something completely different and, and new genius arises. So powerful. Thank you, ladies. It's such a pleasure. And thank you so much. I have to give them kudos. They've been helping mentor myself and my current business coach at omheels.com, uh, om-heels.com. And they've been instrumental. I mean, you, you are such a wealth of information. I know that you coach accelerators, among other things. So please do reach out to them, look them up and see what sort of collaborations are in store. And if anybody wants on the note of Ohm Heals, if you'd like to find out, I know we've had a lot of incredible energy healers on the show in the recent past. And if you want to see what energy healing is or find out if you might match with a particular energy healer, it's free to get matched. You can go to ohm-heals.com and answer a short five-minute survey of some questions. And with that, we'll send you your personalized matches, and then you can choose to book somebody if you'd like one of the matches. So much love to everybody wishing everyone happy holiday seasons and so deeply grateful for your time, your listening and your willingness to play in the sandbox of consciousness with us. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of regarding consciousness with Jennifer K. Hill. We would love it if you would take a moment and write a review for us or rate us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you'd like to stay in touch and find out about upcoming events with some of the amazing guests we've had on the show, like Deepak Chopra and other world thought leaders, feel free to join my email list at metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S, Dot com. Again, that's metabizics.com. And you can go ahead and join our email list there. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you join us next week.